Thank you for tuning into this new episode of Heartfelt Consciousness. Uh, so today our guest is David Morrison, and he's a 33-year-old entrepreneur living with cerebral palsy. Um, and he discusses his journey with yoga and his journey with adaptive yoga today. So I hope you enjoy the episode and I'll guess I'll see you guys on the other side. All right. So good afternoon, David. How are you doing today? Hello, we're doing well. How are you? Not not bad. I can't complain. Um, it's Friday and uh, end of the week. So um, yeah. Anyway, um, so I, I the reason I kind of I wanted to have you on here just because you know we I feel like we are missing one of those key components of uh, our key values that we talk about a lot with um, at MVP the accessibility portion of uh, their their practices and our teachings. And um, I'll just kind of give you a little bit of an intro and then um, and then I'll let you kind of talk a little bit about what brought you here. But um, so actually, David reached out to me a few weeks. Like, actually, it was a few weeks ago, a month ago, maybe even two um, as we're part of the same uh, accessibility group that's on uh, Facebook. And um, he's like, hey, do you need any podcast guests? And I'm like, yes, that would be amazing because I first of all. <laughs> You know, it's kind of interesting. I actually don't know a lot of men yoga teachers, number one. <laughs> and then number two, I actually I was trying to find and piece in to kind of um, bring this this topic as part of our conversations that we're having. So uh, so I, I appreciate you reaching out to me so we can have this conversation today, David. So absolutely. Um, so other than that, I want to like let you kind of talk now, maybe letting the note the listeners know a little bit about yourself and how you actually uh, came to yoga. Sure. So as Laura said, I'm David Morrison and I am um, a 33 year old um, living with cerebral palsy. And so I use a wheelchair for mobility on a daily basis and uh, found yoga pretty much when I started college and had to find ways to balance um, work school and life, right? Yoga is all about balance. Mm -hmm. And we talk about mindfulness and movement and that just really wasn't connecting for me on my own. So came to yoga, yoga through um, an adaptive visibility program, which is, as far as I know, unique to where I am in Wilmington, North Carolina. Um, it's primarily geared towards chair yoga for older adults, or it was when I found found it back in 2007 
um, got connected to the mat through that program. Kind of had an on and off journey. I think we spoke. You have a similar my or path to yoga, um, and so rediscovered um, the journey in two thousand and fourteen as I was pursuing a career in public service, um, went to get my master's degree in public administration and nonprofit management, and just needed to really find something to renew my energy and allow me to refocus. So that's how I found yoga. That's awesome story. Because actually I started, I want to say I even kind of started my, well, you started your practice. You kind of found it a few years before I did even. But um, yeah, I think I really started around the same time. Yeah, it was probably like 2014. I kind of discovered, um, yeah, local space. And that's, I guess that's the only way to, to really describe it. You just kind of stumble, things are presented to you um, in, in periods of your life that it's obviously something that was needed and needed for you and then needed for me too, right? But then it brought us here at the same space. That's awesome. Um, so we, like I kind of mentioned in our, my little introduction, so we actually became acquainted through the MVP Accessibility Club on Facebook. So if you're not part of that, or if you're, if you have interest in that kind of topic, um, definitely recommend that you guys uh, join up on that. Uh, the more the merrier, actually. We love to have a lot of um, just various uh, perspectives, voices um, in on that discussion a lot of the time. So the headline, the slogan for this group is providing equal access to yoga while fostering personal empowerment for all individuals. Um, so you just actually graduated in, um, you said the end of last end of 2020, I believe you told me that in a previous conversation. Um, so being a newer teacher within the yoga community, how do you convey that to your students? How do you convey that empowerment um, to them? So I actually look to them to help me define what empowerment means for each of them because it's a, it's a different perspective no matter the path that you're on and the way that you come to yoga so i i um have students of all, all abilities all levels in my classes um we primarily focus on slower more intentional practices such as restorative and slow flow. Um, and it's really for me about offering guidance to them to direct their own journey, right? And so I, I may be the one with the knowledge of 
you know, structure of how to get into a specific pose, but they know their bodies and they know what feels best for them on any given day. So it's about building trust and developing that rapport and that relationship so that we can communicate directly and openly and really be on the journey together. That's awesome. Yeah, I I feel like actually that even today, I was um, just kind of looking over uh, students' uh, work and, um, you know, I really just resonated with the idea of her, the way she kind of brought it out was just inviting the students to not worry about comparing yourself to somebody else and um, just being in your own practice and being in your own space and cultivating your own, like you just said, cultivating your own journey, you know, within that. That's, 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 yeah, (laughs) this things, things this week have been really just syncing up in different ways for me. So I, yeah, I completely can understand that. Um, So you, you spoke about like mindfulness and um, just the other aspects of your yoga journey and how you practice um, and what you've kind of utilized that for. So how do you practice yoga off the mat? That's a great question. And so I, um, I'll be honest, I tend to internalize a lot of my activities and, and things that are going on in my world. So it's important for me to create a safe space for myself that I can go um, and isolate and get away from the noise, as I like to call it, and really focus on my journey, my needs, and that um, has changed over the years. I used to think that I required a lot more traditional sort of services, Mm -hmm. um, physical therapy, things like that to really um, approach wellness. But now it's more of a connection with my body in such a way that I just, I know when I'm feeling stressed out or something needs to change and I just can go isolate and really kind of examine what's going on And if I need to articulate that or find a way to expel that energy, I can go to an asana practice or I can go to a 
a reading and kind of just get into the meaning of yogic philosophy really equate my own experience with my surroundings. Oh yeah, I like that. Yeah. And I I've been personally even diving into a lot of that myself where um it, you know, a lot of people come to yoga because, you know, they see a physical that they see the physical aspect of it and they don't necessarily understand the that there's so much more than just the asana. And um, yeah, even for myself personally, I've been diving into extended periods of uh, more meditation and uh, taking restorative classes and just kind of listening to, again, like you even mentioned, just kind of listening, tuning in to see what what my needs are for that moment and just kind of listening to that and taking taking note and just going for it. But yeah, I, I can agree with that 100%, you know, especially I think sometimes too, it feels like for me, at least, I don't know about you, but like even seasonal, um, like, do you even feel like sometimes certain times of the year kind of feel like there's more energy or there's not less energy and you kind of want to do other, you lean towards other things versus, you know, versus the other? Yes, I do. As a matter of fact, this this time of the year uh, when we're sort of shifting from the end of one year to the beginning of Mm -hmm. the next, I always have the most difficult time adapting to that. Mm -hmm. It honestly takes me until March April, sometimes even May, yeah, to recharge and reinvigorate myself. I think part of that is um, I was born and raised in Florida, mm. and so we see the sunshine down there a lot. A lot, and so coming to North Carolina and having to deal with a more traditional, still mild, but winter, so to speak, um, really put me in a state where I'm just like, I can't always handle it as well um and i know that i perceive that it's coming and no matter what i do every year it just it's a cycle it really is yeah so that kind of leads up to my last question then we'll kind of wrap it up but um thinking about well especially with the pandemic you know it really changed a lot of just our normal, it changed our normal patterns, really. I mean, a lot of it. So when you think back, or even kind of even now, you know, we're still in it technically. So what do you find is the most valuable lesson or takeaway that you came up, uh, came up for you during the pandemic? Well, I, I found 
my voice at the yoga teacher, so in my mind, it, it sounds somewhat cliche to say this, but the pandemic has been a blessing. Yeah. Um, it's really given me a new a new vitality, a new energy, a new way of reaching students and just the public in general. Um, and just a, more of a willingness to share my journey, I think. Previous to the pandemic, I just felt like it was okay to, to hold things close to the vest. And now I feel like if we're not going to share now, when? Mm -hmm. um, so I think it's brought a lot of that to the forefront and given me a uh, a new hold on life. That's awesome. I, I can hundred percent agree with you because I, I'm like the only other person probably that was like, wow, what else am I going to do with my time? I found this awesome uh, training program, which then brought us to this point where we are now. And you and I would not be talking if it, if it wasn't for the pandemic. So, you know, I'm grateful for that. Um, so kind of, uh, leading into the last part of this, um, so we were talking before we started recording and, um, so you're going to be actually be part of a lecture, um, that's going to be available to the students. At least part of it is, um, to, for the adaptive, ab uh, yoga, which is, um, yeah, obviously part of what your training's about. Um, so you want to like maybe touch on that a little bit and kind of give us an idea of what that's going to cover, what that lecture will be about. Definitely. So I'm specifically covering um, yoga for quadriplegics. So talking about the different seated aspects of yoga, different postures that we can take if perhaps we have students or are ourselves in a wheelchair. Um, so giving perspective to the asana for that type of journey and then also getting into more of the um, history behind cerebral palsy and really diving deep into some uh, technical aspects, uh, focusing on breath work and really just trying to give people a sense of what it's like to uh, practice yoga from a wheelchair on and off the mat. Awesome. Yeah. I like the sound of that. I might have to check that out in a couple of weeks. Um, or obviously listen to the recording afterwards if it's a, when it's available. 
Well, awesome. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time today, uh, David, to talk with me about um, accessibility within yoga and um, the adaptive practice that you've um, just kind of created for yourself. Um, So anyway, thanks again for your energy and your time today. I really appreciate it. Thanks. It was great to be here. All right. Well, have a great rest of your day and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Heartfelt Consciousness with David and I. And as always, don't forget to share, review, and subscribe. So be well, my friends. See you next time.